Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. Previously on Space Court. So here's where it gets a little like risky because we don't know a hundred percent for sure if we have her correct birth time, but she did talk to her mom and her mom did tell her what she thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is a hundred percent, then your sun, Mercury, and moon are all very close to her descendant aka her seventh house so like we haven't even gone over what the oppositions and squares in your guys's sinistry (laughs) are but space court space court Sinistry involves the comparison of two astrological charts to determine areas of strengths and challenges in a relationship. Sinistry is a valuable resource for people who want to examine their relationship with another person based on aspects between each person's birth charts. We invite you to continue this Sinistry voyage with us, as astrologer. Sapitan compares the remainder of Rain and Rachel's natal charts. The fact that you have all those planets in her seventh house and like your moon is nearly conjunct her descendant line. So that tells me that your natural qualities are what she seeks in a partner or a friend all of your major all the major parts of your personality are like her blind spot because that's what the descendant is like Mm. and going back to it being how we're currently in libra season and libra is all about partnership like Mm. the reason why we have an ascendant and a descendant is because the ascendant is who we are how we look It's like our outer shell. It's like the mask we wear. Mm. And then the descendant on the flip side is like, it's literally our blind spot. We can't, Mm. we don't see it. We don't feel it. We don't feel familiar about it. Like it's so the opposite, theoretically. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why we seek the opposite of us in a partner. We would like to introduce you to astrologer and queen sinistress. Say Pitton. Cancer Sun. Capricorn Moon. Virgo Rising. Mm. So you have all these strong planets in her seventh house. So maybe like subconsciously, I feel like you represent someone either like morally idealistic or like you possess all these qualities that are very desirable in Mm. her eyes. So I feel like maybe she regards you highly because that's what happens like in a sinistry when somebody else's planets are in our seventh house, we put them kind of on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. We're just like, oh my God, they're so lovely. Or like, they are so cool. Like they're such a cool person. Like we sort of idealize them. 
Because like they possess all these things that we don't find in ourselves. And therefore Mm. we're just like, oh my God, they complete Mm -hmm. me. Or wow, they like help me feel so balanced or like, that's why there's like that attraction. I mean, I'm curious. I don't know what she would say about that. I don't, I don't necessarily feel Mm. that is true. I feel like maybe mom did get the birth time wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We would like to introduce you to the elder bitch of the household, Rachel, Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. But I also feel like so much of the other stuff that you were saying is pretty point on. Yeah, really interesting in other regards. I feel like it's really funny. Me and her both laughed when she was like, actually, I think you got the birth time wrong. Like, <laughs> we both laughed really hard. Um, I think... I think I do, but more quietly. Like, I feel like, I feel like because our differences can be so surfacely and like apparently different that it's like different things that I'm like, nope, not prioritizing schedule over the feelings, like whatever different things that it doesn't show up so much the truth of this. But when like different qualities, like definitely I see them. I can give examples of them. We would like to introduce you to. The young blood bitch of the household. Rain. Sagittarius Sun. Gemini Moon. Capricorn Rising. Qualities of like spending time alone with the self, like, you know, going on these like, she calls them sojourns, around like walking around all the islands and like choosing to just be out in nature, connect to the islands, connect to herself, like walking around the islands with nothing is like something I really admire. All the qualities of like, perseverance and like the love of like being out with the mother earth and like connecting and like I don't need anything but like my feet I'm walking like water will come like I really appreciate and love those qualities and the the ability to like have an organized idea about what you want to do and like go forward with it like this is how I do it and like lay out the steps really precisely it's something that I would say is a blind spot in a lot of steps more, I would say it's something I really admire, but I would say it's only a blind spot in times that I don't feel inspired and I feel like I've just spent too much of my life trying to do things I'm not really inspired to do. So, like, I don't have that, like, all right, step by step. But, for instance, like, the growing the mushrooms, it's, like, the steps of it come more clearly because I feel really interested. Like, I'm doing, like, colonics. Like, the steps of doing that, I'm interested in. So, I feel the steps. But in regards to, like, different qualities she has that I really admire and they're... I feel like that's really true, but it comes quieter because some reason we're in a time now of like really just seeing our oppositions and like the things that are like just really opposing each other and like letting those be our teachers and like melding into one with that. So I feel that is truth about the qualities, but I feel like um, it just happens on a quieter level. You know, talking about these opposing kind of qualities or characteristics that we possess, like I think that's mm. very true. Like, and I find that also with her. Like, my brain just doesn't operate the same way. You know, like we mm-hmm. we operate very differently. I think there are some things that I'm very much like, okay, this is my teacher. You know, in these areas mm. that I would like never do that. But then there's other areas where I'm just like, bitch, no. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I attribute it to the youth. But again, I don't know. 
yeah, your sun opposes her Mars, and they're like in a direct opposition. It's like the way she does things. Traditionally, sun Mars aspects in synastry is especially the hard aspects. Hard aspects are oppositions and squares are irritable. It's like a tense, like irritability factor. Mm. And then your Mars is opposite her Jupiter. But it trines her moon. That's really nice. So, like, when you guys are together, you might stimulate each other to feel very passionate about some things. Like, there's like a like an element of excitability because it's it's Mars. Like, Mars is fire. Like, Mars just wants to like do things and like make things explode and like they just want to like complete things. And her Mars is in Capricorn. Where it's exalted, so she has a strong mm. Mars, or like mm. strong meaning, like Mars is very at home in Capricorn. Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we there are things that we're, and I definitely feel more like on the same page with with regards to like we want to step up our divination game, making fire, and like having altars or ceremonies or rituals like this kind of stuff like we definitely vibe pretty hard on at least I find that to be the case you know where it's like okay let's play here okay yep I'm in really empower each other during our menses you know like I think when we start to get kind of primal slash to that spirit element and we're sharing Mm -hmm. that space you know like I don't feel any opposition or any like I'm like okay yeah uh uh-huh let's do it yep teamwork yeah. yeah, you guys have that Moon-Venus synastry or conjunction too, mm-hmm. which is a very, very sweet, tender, loving connection. It's like very homely and very like safe. I feel like you make her feel safe and understood probably because like Venus is how we love and it's what we love, and which is touching her Moon, which is she feels and it's like her automatic self it's like the part Mm. of her that is it's like our unconscious self Mm -mm -mm. oh and then the other thing is that your guys's mercuries trine each other it's like an almost perfect trine your mercuries are in the same element so yours is in cancer hers is in scorpio and they're only like four degrees apart so it's a close enough orb and the trine aspect is one of like ease it's very easy so you 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 don't even have to try to get along like i think you guys are able to communicate to each Mm. other and understand each other really well i feel that like she might have the way she talks might be really like intense and kind of like Maybe in the way she communicates, she has a way of like getting under people's skin because she's always like (laughs) willing to go deep Mm. and like very like penetrative. But it's not it's not like she's trying to make the other person feel uncomfortable or anything like Mm -hmm. she's she's just like already there. Like she has a sense of like realness. And then because your Mercury is in Cancer, which is like really receptive and like very tolerant and like so kind to others and you immediately make other people feel comfortable in the way you talk, like people feel comfortable with Mm. you. Yeah. So like she's very penetrative and you're very receptive. Mm. And then they're both water signs. So you guys are very like emotionally vibing it's interesting because there's two things that come up for me with regards to like penetrating like communication like to me I don't find that to be true I haven't experienced that really Mm -hmm. irritability like she tends to 
And we joke about her having a workshop of like dissolving the English language. Like she kind of does a like not talking English slash baby talk like a lot. I don't know if it's because she's still kind of coming into that space of like, because she can have very deep conversations and I think she has that ability, but Mm -hmm. I think she might get nervous and maybe her, uh, her confidence like waivers. I haven't really, I haven't really made note or like tracked the lack of proper use of words slash the baby talk bit, you know, like I haven't necessarily Mm. made note of exactly when that's coming up. Um, Mm -hmm. or had a conversation with her about it. But yeah, with regards to like depth and intensity, I think she can go to any, like I I would feel very comfortable going to any spaces with her with regards Uh to that kind of content. But I don't find her necessarily initiating or like bringing up penetrating topics or conversations or just even the way that she delivers things, you know? It's really interesting that in this chart, my Mercury is in Scorpio because... In Vedic, my son is in Scorpio, which I really, I didn't resonate with in the beginning at all when I I first was presented with that. But when I looked into it more, I really did resonate with it for different reasons. But I, yeah, I think that Rachel had her own interpretations of how my communication seems to her in different ways. But I have also like the reflection of like many, like communicating with many different people. And it's a really interesting thing the idea of my son being in Scorpio made a lot of sense to me was because I fo- I found that like throughout my life, there was this like very piercing quality to the way that I would communicate with people. But the way that it was received um, was something, it's also interesting because Mercury is in Libra in the Vedic chart. So it was like my son was in Scorpio and Mercury was in Libra. So it was like my overall nature was this very penetrating quality but the way I would communicate was this very like balanced and like not just balanced but like trying to be very inclusive so it could end up being very not balanced because I was trying to be very inclusive and like wanting other people to feel good which is what I would see show up in my life is like having this kind of ability to like really penetrate into what someone's feeling and communicate that but really also having this quality of really wanting people to feel comfortable so trying to find these ways of like saying what feels very true and kind of what I'm feeling presented with, but also in a way that is not piercing them in a painful way. But in relation to like the different ways I've seen myself communicate and reflect with people in my life, I do find that I end up in very, um, very intense interactions with people right off the bat. Like I can think of different interactions with strangers that seem, you know, like very normal, almost like in their programming, living their lives, but like able to like kind of like cut to like the core of the heart and like connect in that heart space really deeply. And I've found it always very useful to kind of like really immediately get to that place with different people, especially people that I don't know. So I find that really accurate. And when it comes to people that I know and that I live with more, not just live with more, but that I see more in my life, showing up in my life, I find it like it has its own different interaction because I feel like there's these other things coming in. It's like not like I just find myself like not going to immediately say the most like thing that's most obvious to me or like the most intimate thing because of there's just different, I feel like interactions happening in me. But it really interesting, Mercury being in Scorpio and just interesting how I see that show up in my life and the way to have these like really intimate conversations, these really intimate connections with like people that I meet immediately very often uh and then you also said about it's interesting okay so what led you into saying the thing about saturn opposing mercury is she was talking about how i go into this she calls it baby talk it's not inaccurate a word to describe it 
there's different ways because once she kind of did this initially with you me and her had a conversation about like what really that was to me it's something that like definitely has more recently shown up in my life but it's something also that my mother it's a way that my mother communicates when she's in her like lovey space my mother like she has very intense waves of emotions like she really flips her emotions like really like high and low she's like quadruple leo but she like will be like really intense in all her emotions and when she's in her like really lovey space she gets this like t- this like it's, it is kind of like baby talk but like i noticed recently that the voice that she would use with me in these times is like the exact voice that i'm using at different times in my life but it's something really recent and it's something that i feel like um it could have something to do with confidence but when i think about it more it feels like it has something more to do with i'm trying to communicate through my heart and i'm trying to communicate with what i'm really feeling and the language and the vocabulary I have seems to limit me and my ability to express in a purer way, in a more like heartfelt way. So I feel like I revert to this tone because what I can't say with words, I'm trying to communicate with this tone, this tone that's like a baby, like very like, you know, like a little lovey-dovey like baby. It's interesting because the when you said that Saturn is opposing Mercury, and then you said it has to left. You're going to get more into it. We paused because there was a lot and we wanted to unpack it and share it. But um, the first thing I was like, wow, that makes sense. Not because I thought of the confidence thing, although that shows up at different times in my life. It depends on what like season and cycle I'm in. It can be like sometimes very difficult and like completely overwhelming to try to communicate if I'm experiencing a lot and I don't know how to like penetrate that or I have like own my own process. It just depends, different factors, but... What really stuck out to me was when I connected it with like the way that I communicate in these different voices. It's not just baby talk, but I'll use like different voices that just come out. Like I definitely don't think about them. They just kind of happen like different accents. And I think it has a lot to do with Saturn. I, you know, I view as very structural, very practical and very like work related, like step by step and opposing Mercury. It makes sense because of the way I communicate of like reverting to this not reverting but like going to this like different space of like a completely different tone and I feel like it has a lot to do with um not like trying to tear down this like structural way of communicating trying to like bring it down to like emotions and like really wanting to communicate through like tones because they communicate so much more purely than words can like communicate through like the tone I'm using because it really can convey to you what I'm feeling as the words are going to get your mind running so when I think of them in opposition it's like my communication is trying to be penetrating through like being very truthful and authentic which is like the tone of what I'm saying whereas the Saturn opposing it is interesting because that's like the structure and it's like opposing the structure of it which is how I interpreted it and then the way that hers is in cancer her being very receptive and mine being very penetrating I mean I uh, <laughs> um, things there, but yeah it's just really interesting I feel like I feel like there's different things to unpack I feel like because me and you have so much going on like with we not it's just like we with the emotions and with the fact that we live together, like with the fact that me and Rachel live together and like there's this security factor that comes in. It's like this that's very subconscious. It's like this underlying factor of like I feel like that's maybe why you wouldn't experience this like penetrating way of conversating because it's like it's there. well, it's already there. But also there's this like there's this element of like um, we're like navigating waters and I feel like. Like, for, that's really interesting because when I connect with strangers and it's really penetrating immediately, it's like 
I'm going to have a short time with that person. It's like, we're going to get to the grit. We're going to get to like the heart immediately. Cause I don't, I probably will not see them again the rest of this lifetime, but I want to connect to them truly. And I feel like living with Rachel, this is also being a cancer or yeah, a cancer and your mercury and cancer is like this very receptive sweet. It's like the divine mother, this energy. So it's like, you don't want to just penetrate that because you're like swimming and we're like in the ocean together so it's there's really nothing to penetrate because we're in the same waters it's like water cannot penetrate water water is flowing so i can see how that wouldn't show up because it doesn't feel penetrating it definitely feels very flowing i feel like one of the first the first thing i said to rachel when we were driving in the car to this house was that I find myself communicating in a way with her that does not show up in like very many other, if any, that I can think of relations in my life that I can think of. Um, so yeah, it's just very flowy, not penetrating, but this like very like receptive give and take. And like, I feel like we're diving into very deep waters together. So there's not this need. And it's also just doesn't have its place to be immediately like piercing because we're, we have a lot that we're getting into. We have like abundance of time. I'm not going to like see her once and never again. So it, there's like, it doesn't fit to just like hit and run that's a funny way I don't even know why those words came out but like it just makes more sense for us to like flow together and kind of like sink deeper and deeper and all the things was there something else before the next thing I think that's it cool in her natal chart her mercury is opposed by Saturn and whenever you see a mercury Saturn opposition in a natal chart Mm -hmm. it's just like you said like they don't feel confident about and it's not even like the way they speak it's like they are so scared that they're gonna be perceived as dumb in their early life they may have had experiences where they said something stupid and they got like made fun of for it interesting and so with the saturn opposition like yeah it has to do with either the way she talks the way she communicates or just her intelligence because Mercury is intelligence. When Saturn is opposing it, it's almost as though she's limiting herself because she doesn't have that confidence and she's afraid. Saturn is fear. Like, I think she might stifle herself maybe without mm-hmm. thinking about it. But like, yeah, there's that Saturn influence. And then her Mercury is also squared by Uranus. It's, it's actually involved in a T-square with Saturn and Uranus. So like she might even have been diagnosed with ADD. Like Mercury, Uranus, that's like an ADD combo. They're mm-hmm. very like, she may not sound like it, but she might have like a thousand thoughts going through her head. And because there's so many different things going on, like she might not be able to like articulate everything that's going on because there's so much. Or like Mercury, Uranus squaring each other. There's conflict within her about what she's thinking and like how she says things or or what she chooses to communicate versus what she's not communicating. It could also manifest as dyslexia. Like she might be a terrible speller or she might have a hard time reading or like reading might not 
be like that easy for her like maybe her attention is just like so sporadic that like she can't focus or something mentally she's might feel very scattered or very like quick Mm. but then she's also like stifled because of that saturn influence Mm. i mean she reads a lot i mean she's super thirsty for learning so long as it's like something Mm -hmm. of interest she asks a lot of like clarifying questions I don't know. I don't really, I know she dropped out of school at 15, but I don't know if that's correlation there. Or I think it's primarily because she just felt like the education system is like bullshit and left it. Yeah. I don't get the sense that she was, yeah, shamed or anything, but perhaps, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't see any indication of like trauma because of, because there's no like, it's not touching Pluto. Pluto Mm. would be trauma, Mm. but she also has a grand air trine. And so what that means is that she has three planets in all three air signs, and they're all within a close enough orb. If you look at her natal chart, you'll see a perfect triangle. Mm. It's her Mm. Venus, Moon, and Uranus are all like, they're forming a triangle. Mm. And a grand trine is like a gift. It's like a natural gift that she might have. So like an air trine would be like, she might be very gifted at communication. (laughs) Or Or dissolving it. Like When I say dissolving it, it's kind of like language as we know it. She still Mm. is using other senses and faculties to communicate. And that's kind of what, I wouldn't be surprised Mm. if that was it. You know, like she's, she's here to teach everyone how to do telepathy. You know what I mean? Or like, astral projection you know what i mean like something on that vein yeah makes a lot of sense like oh yeah that's what you're you're gonna be doing that's those are your workshops you know like really just debunking the language that we currently use this english you know Uh like really destructurizing that's totally not a word but i'm gonna use Mm it um yeah yeah that's so cool yeah really interesting because i feel like there's different factors that play into uh, my comfortability in communicating um, it dif- differs on different things when it comes to very like I'm trying to think of the word for it but like for phenomena that has to do with very like concrete examples and things like for like when it comes to communicating about things that are like very basic things that you would have learned in school and different things is really where I see that like confidence factor come in because when I was in school, I missed so much of it. I never understood what was going on. I also switched schools a lot and these different things. So that was, there was like, that's been like a theme throughout my life of having such a fear and insecurity in my body when it comes to like communicating about these types of things, because I felt like I didn't have like the same set of knowledge that the people I was communicating with had. So I would definitely like stifle myself and like not talk about things. Um, so that's really interesting. I feel like that's the only time I really see it come into play until it like bleeds in other aspects of my life. So very interesting. I was tested for ADHD like three times when I, before I was like six, like I was like continuously tested for it. The test never came through that I did have ADHD, which I feel like is a blessing or else I would have been put on like Ritterall. But, um, I definitely had this inability to like sit still in a classroom. I definitely had this inability to like listen to when people were talking to me. Like I just, I definitely, it's really accurate that I would have and continuously have, um, many different thoughts running through. Um, so like also what I would communicate and what I was actually experiencing definitely there was like I definitely feel different times where it's like oh like that's what I choose to communicate out of all the things that I'm thinking and experiencing like 
I definitely feel that at different times. Yeah, so it is interesting. I was tested for ADHD multiple times. You were taking it in different routes. You were like, maybe ADHD, maybe it shows up as dyslexia. Dyslexia is not what it showed up as. But it's interesting because my dad has a... He, he has a really big difficulty with spelling. I don't know. I, there's different things to attribute that to. Like, he speaks Portuguese and English, but he can't read Portuguese and he can't really spell in English. So I'm thinking of, like, also ancestry and how, like, because so much of these things you say I can tie to my parents. So I'm wondering how much, you know, like, we're, like, the living continuation of our ancestors, our parents and things. So I'm just noticing how that shows up in that way. But reading is something that, like, I would very intensely be engrossed in as a child. That was, like, the kind of constant throughout my life life is like continuously reading that was like also the only subject in school that I was able to be really like proficient at because I was always constantly reading so that's not the aspects that it really showed up in my life the quality that you're speaking to but definitely this having many thoughts and like much information or just chains of things running through me up until I was 16 I had this like very strong belief that people were good at things because they were born good at them and in that if you weren't born good at them there wasn't like a you didn't have a capacity to get better at them that you just were good at them or you weren't if maybe that shows up there and then when I was 16 I like it was the first time I realized that wasn't true when I decided to like learn to snowboard and then I was like wow like you get better at things if you practice them and you continue to do them um and that's funny also because how it ties into reading like reading was the only thing that like I was good at, but it didn't really register to me that it was something that like you're good at or not good at because it was just something that was really natural. I never occurred to me that like you might be like not as good at reading because it just seemed like a basic thing. But anything else, it was like I thought it was like, wow, I'm not good at anything like but I, I didn't do anything. Which is interesting also how it plays into ADHD because like my life was also a very ADHD life. It's like what I attracted into this life, what energy, like my, my karma existed in me that I lived out in this life was like my parents uh, worked at the carnival, they owned food stands at the carnival and I would travel a lot as a kid and I would live in different places with different people as a kid and I would move a lot and I would like run around constantly. And so that was like, I feel like that's a very ADHD lifestyle. Like you're just running from like person to person and doing like a million different things. Where is she from? Born in Florida, but I think she spent most of her latter years in Colorado. And she's also, again, she's so fucking young. I mean, she's had a lot of experiences in life. Right. And like uh, her parents' story is super fascinating. But yeah, she's she's 20. Huh. So, you know. And like in the grand scheme of things, the way I see it is I think you are going to play a very important role in her life mm. as like that the wise, what's the stage after maidenhood? Crone? Crone? Maybe. Like a wise woman, you know what I mean? Like a guide, sure. like a soul guide, like mm. in her personal evolution. And mm. I'm saying that because your outer planets are all touching her inner planets. And that mm. to me speaks like guide. That is very much how I feel could be your role in her life. Mm. Because it's my outer planets, right? If she mm. were to mm -hmm. connect with anyone of my generation... Technically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that aspecting would also apply, right? Outer planets are generational. Inner planets are definitely more fast yes. moving. But for her definitely. specifically, she could come across a bunch of 38-year-old bitches and have opportunities for <laughs> these same aspects, right? Yes. That is definitely a question that I've asked in Sinistry before. Mm. 
especially when it's like outer planets touching somebody's inner planet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, then how, well, how is it significant? Because that means that that person is going to have that experience with like everybody else who was born in that year. Yes. You know? And what's but the answer? The what do people say? Yeah. It doesn't really matter because you're the one having the experience with that person right now. Mm. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. the other thing about astrology is like, it's a little limiting. Like it feels a little limiting, doesn't it? Like mm-hmm. it, it almost like takes away that feeling of like significance. Like I've questioned this. And I mean, that makes sense too, you know, arguably it could technically be someone else, you know, but just as you're saying, the fact of the matter is like life has dealt these cards. This connection is happening. You know, it is me Mm -hmm. and Rain and Will living under the same roof. You know what I mean? At this time, Mm -hmm. in this space, you can't deny that there is something else at work, you know? We all three very much believe we have all been called to this land. It has nothing to do with like, okay, yeah, no, we met in March and this and this. And, you know, I'm just super fascinated in our sinistries because I want another affirmation or another like layer of understanding around like the work that we are doing for each other and for mm-hmm. the space mm-hmm. that we are coexisting in. So, yeah. Very you know what would be really fun? Hmm. What would be helpful to answer that question hmm. is if you guys did a multi composite chart. Is that like three in one? Yeah. Bitch, I, this is what I want you to do <laughs> for all the days. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll look into it. Yeah, I think that'd be super fun. I mean, I definitely am curious if there's anything else with Rain and I that Mm -hmm. is worth mentioning. And then moving forward, like I'm totally interested in what Rain and Will, like what their synastry is for sure. For sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. I've covered the major things. Yeah, really interesting. I'm so I'm I'm not playing this back for them yet until I have all three of them. And Rain was like, come on, give me like one hint about you and Will. And I was like, Will's my mom. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all that insight and information. And I love how, yeah, it makes me think that the birth time is pretty, pretty spot on, you know? And I'll be really curious about this, you know, after the fact, asking Rain if that is her experience with regards to me as this kind of like idealized. I would love to know too how she feels about that. Yeah, I'll record like after after we play one, I'll definitely record mm-hmm. our response and I'll send that to you. So cool. Yeah, it'll be good. Really good things. Interesting. Yeah. A lot to think on. I'm super enjoying this and it's super fascinating to me. So thank you so much again for your gift and for sharing that with me and my housemates in the world. Thanks for letting me read your guys' charts. <laughs> Um, I really appreciate your, you being the one giving this and like your gift of intuition and reading that you're sharing with us. I think it's like really invaluable. Um, cause anyone, I really am interested in the software and the technology you're using. I was more so before because I really wanted to see what you were looking at and understand why and how you were reaching these things. Um, but after hearing more and just how much, so much of it felt really spot on I still am really interested I would like to look at what you're looking at and I want to be able to understand it more so I can read it 
but I feel like your your like intuition is like the real gift here and it's like what's really coming through so whether I read it or not it's like whatever you know whatever you might call it is speaking through you is really what the gift is here so just thank you for that and um yeah I think on the generational thing like uh supposedly you know anyone of that generation or that age wouldn't touch on what their uh I don't remember the words I think the outer plants inner plants yeah I don't remember how to word again but I feel like you know what I'm referencing on that regard I think it's very true like Maybe, but, like, I can't think of anyone else I know that's 38 and definitely no one else that's 38 that I'm living with. And, like, if I was, it'd be very few people. Like, why would I come in contact with so many people of that exact age range, you know, like, in that exact, that year? So I think it does hold significance for the fact of, like, yeah, it would affect everyone in that generation. And I think on a collective level it does. Is like, how that generate that year affects this year, like... Yeah, in this situation, I represent this year. You were like Rachel represents the year of 38. I represent the year of 20. And like, it's like how all 20 year olds and 38 year olds have the potential to interact, but it's how me and her are relating to it because we're the ones having the interaction. And like, it's going to be significant for whoever has those interactions. And it is collective and cosmic. And it's also personal because we're living in these bodies. So it's really interesting in that way yeah i really want to just like reiterate you just the gratitude for your like gift of intuition that you're sharing with us i really feel sparked and interested i would love to like just talk with you and like <laughs> be your friend but <laughs> um yeah i feel like that's all the things right now thank you for taking the time for this it's really lovely space court space court